0: Hi, welcome all to Wellness Wednesday Inspiration. My name is Fernanda Torres, and I am here with Dr. Linda Marquez on our fourth episode. And today's topic is, what is depression? We're going behind the root cause. And today's topic actually hits close to home for me. Um, I did battle depression uh, for quite some time, and I also treat depression also in my uh, career, so I can... Testify, I guess, on both um, angles, uh, but we hear depression quite a bit. the The word, at least, depression, thrown off a lot. Uh, you know, oh, I'm that's so depressing. I'm so depressed. Oh my God, you know, it's the dep- that's depressing. But what is actually depression? And that's uh, what we're going to be talking about today. And I'm going to be sharing some of the advice that helped me go through depression when I was battling with depression and what I wish I would have known uh, being 10 years younger, I guess. So welcome mm-hmm. Dr. Linda. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. Um, it will be a definitely a topic
1: that I think a lot of people can connect with. Um, we, it's just pretty rampant. And I think a lot of people will walk away with with some great tools after, after hearing from kind of both perspective, we're both in a different, um, you know, age group. However, it doesn't, um, you know, it, it impacts everybody. doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're female, you're male, you're small, you're big, you're young, you're old. It, it definitely impacts everyone. And I think depression has just gotten a bad um, rap, like, you know, oh, you're depressed, you know, and mm-hmm. it, it almost you almost feel like people define you as you're weak because you're feeling that. Yes. And that's not the case because you talk to some of the most successful people out there and they all struggle with bouts of depression. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you're a depressed person. It just basically means you're experiencing, I I like to just call it a funky mood. I don't even like to use the word. So I would just say, I'm just in a funky mood. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of like the code word. For me, when I reach out to someone, it's just like I'm in a funky mood. Mm-hmm. So we chat. So yeah. absolutely,
0: yeah. So uh, for me, actually, uh, just going a little bit about my story, uh, depression—that what, why it makes me so passionate, I guess, about depression and treating depression. And I treat quite a bit of depression every single day. It is, um, as we were mentioning, very common. We see it all the time. When I um, had depression, and I've seen also in medical practice, a lot of the times when someone comes in with depression, a lot of the times the automatic thought is medication and how can I, what can I take that it's going to make me feel better? And I relate, I understand, because when you're feeling like crap, you don't want to wait around and do all these things. and, And hopefully in a few months, you feel better. So I understand totally and I can relate. But it is most of the time the first uh thing that a lot of people seek at, at least on a short term basis hey i'm not sleeping mm-hmm. you know i need something for sleeping or i my my heart's pounding so hard that i feel like it's coming out of my chest or i'm so depressed i'm so um down that i i can't get up in in the morning not even to feed my kids things like that mm-hmm. you know so i understand the struggle but it's it's um it, it's a condition i guess the way that I see it and how I came to understand it through my own process, is it's a condition that where we allow our thoughts to be manipulated, I guess, by our mind. And that's to mm-hmm. me, that's what it is. right? Mm-hmm. We have a, Something happens in our lives many times. Um, in my case, it was a, something in my personal life that happened, and every day for the next, I don't know how many, maybe years every day, my mm-hmm. mind made it a point to to bring me back to, to the past, to bring me mm-hmm. back to that experience. And every time my mind would do that, hey, remember that, or you remember how you felt when these, or you should be crying now, right? You should be, you're crying every day, you should be crying now. And that repetition of emotions, that repetition of negative emotions day after day after day eventually became a mood. So now I was just in a sad mood all the time. And then with time, it just became at like full blown depression, you know, where every single day mm. at every single time you have that sense of, 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 of sadness inside. It's, it's, it's awful, no matter what you're doing, you know, you could mm. be doing the most enjoyable things and you just don't see it because it's kind of like a gray gray film, I guess, in your, in your eyesight. And what i what i did not know is that i had the control of my thoughts at the time okay i i would go there my mind would go there to whatever event uh that would be a trigger and i would just throw myself in the in the memory and and suffer you know all over again and become depressed all over again and become sad all over again and cry all over again and with time again that causes depression, you know, we're not breaking that cycle of, okay, I'm feeling down, I'm going to break this cycle, I'm going to get out of my own head, I'm going to do something, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop thinking about it. And, and ultimately, we all are the, gate, the gatekeepers of the thoughts that come into our mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the piece of information that I did not realize at that time. Do you have anything, anything to share with them, Dr. Linda? Yeah, no. That, I think it's really important.
1: Um, I mean, there's a whole, there's a whole, um, even different aspect of that. But I always tell, you know, when patients come in and they have a very long intake form to complete, and part of it is depression, part of it is suicide, um, because it's also linked to other issues. I mean. Yes, I always always say our thoughts are powerful, but our words are spells. Just because we think something doesn't mean we have to believe it. Mm-hmm. Just because a thought shows up in our mind doesn't mean that we have to be captive to those thoughts. So I kind of try to share that with, you know, with patients when they come in and I'm feeling depressed. And I don't ever like them to say, I am depressed. I said, because I don't want you to own that because mm-hmm. whatever follows I am. I said, that's what's gonna follow you throughout life. So it's just like I'm 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 feeling or I'm experienced depression, because really it's just a symptom. You know, so it's Mm an experienced depression. It's just like fat is a symptom of being unhealthy. So you're experiencing that. You don't define yourself by that word, especially anything that's negative, that has such a negative connotation. So um, I always just kind of say, well, it's like a like a radio station. If there's music that's playing and you don't like it, you don't sit there and you keep listening to it. Mm-hmm. You change the radio station. Same thing, you watch something on TV and it's horrible. You're not gonna sit there, at least I don't sit there and continue to watch it and it just makes me even sadder. I change the channel. But even things like that sometimes are so simple that people don't think about that. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't even know about that. And, and as I mentioned earlier, just because you a thought shows up it doesn't mean it's true. You know, or maybe Mm -hmm. it's not true for you at that time. Maybe it was a truth 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. I think that's where, you know, your thoughts are so powerful. As I say, your thoughts are powerful. Your words are spells. So anytime you speak something that's negative, it actually amplifies the intensity of that negativity even more than Mm -hmm. not saying it so that's very powerful so it's kind of like what mom would always say right if you don't have anything nice to say don't say nothing at all
0: (laughs) but i think there's a lot of truth to that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it is it is i i agree and the fact that a lot of people don't know and and i i include myself in 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 that group of people i did not know how powerful my thoughts were i did not know the consequences and i think for me at least, and I think a lot of the people, whether they realize it or not, a lot of it, it's just fitting that victim type mentality that we mm-hmm. all have. And look at me, poor me, I'm suffering. I'm so mm-hmm. sad. I'm so depressed. And so in, in, in one way or another, it brings attention to you. So it's fulfilling a human need of attention. Mm-hmm. You're just creating that attention in a negative way. So A a good example, an excellent example, it's when our kids are acting out. You know, kids need (laughs) attention and they're going to make sure that they get the attention that they need, whether it's in a positive way or in a negative way. Mm -hmm. So rewarding the positive, you know, and not rewarding the negative. And it's the same thing with human, um, with adults. You know, we behave, we're we're grown (laughs) five-year-olds emotionally (laughs) So Mm -hmm. we're we're depressed. And by by fulfilling this victim type mentality of poor me, we're fulfilling a a human need of of being cared for and being having that attention on us. Um, So it's it's huge because most people are not willing to say, well, yeah, I'm 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 doing it many times to myself because I want to be a victim. You know, but I sit back years back and I remember some days that I was like, I'm not feeling bad today. Well, it's time to feel bad, and I would bring the thoughts to myself, like what what is going on, right? But it's again, I've come after reading so much and after you know exploring the topic and and uh, taking that depression way far away from me, and now being able to help so many people through that. And I think the main thing is it's it's knowing that knowing your thoughts being aware of what it is that, that need that is fulfilling within you and can you fulfill the needs somewhere, some some other way, in a healthier way, right? How do you, are you there Dr. Linda? Yeah, you're kind of freezing okay. up, so. <laughs> yeah, okay, you're kind of freezing up a little bit too. Uh, how do you normally uh, approach depression from a patient coming into your office?
1: Well, a lot of the times um, we look at it from a perspective. I mean, it's it's really about a whole holistic approach about looking at the entire person. You know, we say you got to look at the mind, the body, the spirit. Um, a lot of times like depression could be what I've seen in the practice. Depending on, you know, you look at the age. OK, if you have a woman that's like premenopausal you know, going through menopause, um, gone through menopause, there's gonna be a drop in estrogen and progesterone levels. So that's going to, one, that's a red flag right there. Mm -hmm. The woman's going through menopause. It's like, oh, okay, she's feeling that way because she has less of these hormones. Now she can't make serotonin, which is more of the calming feel-good hormone, you know, neurotransmitter. Um, Second is also if they have a thyroid issue. That really slows everything down and women that have thyroid issues, they tend to gain weight, they tend to not have that excitement and passion for life anymore, which also women that are in their fourth and fifth decade of life or go through after they have a baby, they go through a divorce, they go through something major in their life, they end up having usually some sort of hypothyroid issue, which is what I see a lot is of Hashimoto's. Mm-hmm. So you look at that as well. Those are like okay, women that look at their age. Are they going through menopause? Um, did they just have a baby? Are they hypothyroid? And I think something that's really overlooked a lot is you really can't run. I mean, typically, I, I don't know how you treat your patients, but if they come to your office and you order labs and you typically probably run just the CBC, a lipid panel, and maybe, um, you know, I'm not sure what else you run, but I, I like to run a full thyroid panel. I write, run vitamin B12, I run vitamin D3. D. Mm-hmm. So the person could just be something as simple as anemic. Right. You no, know, it's just like, but that sometimes even or, or they miss iron and um and they can be um have low by B12 levels as well. Mm-hmm. That's an easy fix. But if you're just listening to them and you don't know any of that, I mean that's something that I think it's really missed in conventional medicine. But the biggest thing that I have seen is because I run a lot of gut tests. There's a huge connection between the gut and the brain. And I would say it's that gut feeling. It's like you go with your, your gut feeling and you know that, I don't think I should go down that road. Something tells me not to go down that road. So there is an inner, there is a connection with that. And you have to explore that, not just as conventional medicine is, okay, you're having this symptom. Let's give you this. We're not deficient in you know any of the anti-anxiety, depression medication. where it's just like I told you. So that's one of the approaches. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you go about that? Is that something do you look at labs when your patients come in? So
0: yes. you're more because
1: you're in a hospital.
0: Yes. So I. In my probably one of the first times that I was treating depression as a brand new uh, nurse practitioner. And I had a wonderful mentor that uh, was with me for two years uh, for any question. And he once told me, you never want to treat someone with depression without ever testing all of these other things, vitamin D, vitamin B12, mm-hmm. TSH, because you don't want to be the provider who treats depression when it's hypothyroidism. You know, you gotta, you, you gotta know what you're treating. So I absolutely, I've always, since the beginning have, and when a patient comes in and it's feeling depressed, I also do the screening intake form and the depression questionnaires and I run labs. And after we get the labs and we, in fact, determine whether it is depression or not, if it is depression, medication is usually not, my first step and that's again based on my own personal experience and what Mm -hmm. um, going to the root of the problem the medication is not going to fix anything from the root so i'm -hmm. I'm pretty transparent on how i communicate with the patients if they do want to start medications because of the conventional approach that i do practicing i do start medication with a lot of caution i do plenty of information about medication side effects Mm-hmm. Um, therapy, what to expect, what not to expect and all these things, but it's not, and I don't think it's, it's the, the prefer or the primary approach at all. Mm-hmm. Do you right. find
1: that a lot of patients, um, they look for an easier way?
0: Yes. Yes. And as I was mentioning, uh, previously, when you're down in that, in that, in those bad emotions, any quick fix sounds like a great idea because, mm-hmm. you know, you get to a point where where it's so tiring to feel that way and it's so exhausting and you just want to feel better, you know, and, and whether it's taking, it's kind of like if you haven't slept for two days, you're desperate, you, you know, a lot of people would be desperate, but it's not the right approach. And that's where a, a lot of people fail to see that it's just because you were able to sleep, Better last night doesn't mean that you're treating your depression or that it's getting better, that you're moving towards that approach where it's going to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I do treat with medications. I do treat without medications. I do run the lamps. I try to be as comprehensive as I can with depression because I, I again, I, I have that that understanding that um, where I can I can have so much empathy and I can I can feel Because I've been there, uh, Mm -hmm. too. So I I think it gives me a little bit more of that communication of, hey, I've tried medications. They did not work. I've tried so many things. They did not work. But this is what I did. And this is actually what what helped me. And Mm -hmm. I'm I'm actually known to to recommend books to patients, books that have Mm -hmm. helped me get over depression and the negative emotions. So I, I absolutely consider that to be the right approach. Everything else is kind of an additional, um, su- you know, supplementation to the to the approach to the treatment.
1: Definitely, that sounds like a, a lot of what you know we do in the office as well. Not only, I mean, we do a lot with dietary changes because um, I always think that the 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 one two punch for that when a person is feeling that way is just like get out and exercise. I always say go lift, push pull heavy things because it makes you feel stronger. You Mm -hmm. get that endorphin relief, you know, Mm -hmm. if it's going out to the park and doing like wind sprints, you know, just running as fast as you can for like 20, 30 seconds or run 50 yards as fast as you can hop on a bike, you know, go fast, slow, fast, slow, fast, slow, get your heart rate up. Um, I think exercise is probably one of the best things that you can do. And of course diet, you know, I mean, I always look at, Diet—it's like what are you eating, you know? Because there are certain foods that can create an inflammatory response, and when you have that inflammatory response, you're impacting the entire body, and especially that um, we say the gut and the brain. So we have to look at—you know—that's why I always go back to my template of an anti- anti-inflammatory eating plan, and that's been um, tried and tested for years, and it works amazing and then you you kind of adjust and change when you see a patient is improving and and you think okay well maybe we can add this into the eating plan let's see how you do with this and they find out like oh every time i eat that i feel a particular way and i don't like it it's like great so now you know that there's an option with food as well of course we know there's sugar and there's gluten you know anything that's the wheat the oats the rye the barley um and even a lot of times with dairy. And so that's things that uh, a lot of people aren't aware of. So I'm like, so we're gonna remove that. And actually sometimes when you remove gluten, you can have what's called the um, uh withdrawal, which is almost like a person having withdrawals from like a drug. So they will get that as well when they start changing their diet. So it's kind of interesting that I try to tell them ahead of time, but that's where like healthy fats come in because fats are great for the brain and MCT oil. So um, so there are there are alternatives, but as you mentioned, books are amazing. That's sometimes I give them a book and I'm like, I want you to read this and I want you to, you know, and it's a lot of inner work, a lot of inner um. It's just really looking from within because mm-hmm. everything we want is already inside of us. There's nothing outside of us. that's going to make us happy. We think it's going to make us happy. We think once we get something, it's going to make us happy. And I'm like, well, why don't you act like you already have it so that you can be happy and you will get it because mm-hmm. you will start to act like the person that
0: has that right that makes and sense. that is that is so so important and i'm so mm-hmm. glad that you mentioned that where you you when where we focus our attention that's where energy flows into Absolutely. whatever we're doing so if we're focusing on feeling depressed which is easy if you're in that state but this is not about what's easy this is about what's going to help mm-hmm. so losing that or or interrupting that focus and focusing your attention on what you actually do want. I want to feel better. I want to feel healthier. I want to feel happier. I want to feel joy. I want to feel optimism. I want to feel, you know, whatever emotion you want to feel, just replace that. I'm so depressed with, I'm so joyful. I'm so ecstatic. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy. I'm so excited. And Little by little, again, where you focus your attention, that's where the energy goes. So little by little, as as more focus goes into that, you will start kind of switching that that thought. And, and eventually your energy, your body, your mind, your whole being feels better too. Yeah.
1: And sometimes that could be a, a big stretch for people when you try to share that with them. So there's other strategies that you can implement when you tell them, You know, they come in and they're looking that way. And when you tell them, say I'm joyful or I'm this, and they look at you like you're crazy, they're like, but I'm not, I'm not feeling any of that. And I can't even believe that. So I kind of just like, okay, then why don't we say, well, I would like to be joyful. What would it be like to be joyful? You know, you start Mm -hmm. even just, that's a step higher than I feel like I feel depressed, you know? It's like, I would really like to feel that way, you know, what would it be And just kind of, like you said, whatever you focus on, that's what you're going to get in your life. So if you keep, I always use the analogy, it's like, if you ever watch a kid and they're like, oh my gosh, they're, they're bringing a tray and they have milk on there, you know, and they have some glasses of milk and you're telling them, uh, don't don't trip, don't trip, don't trip, don't spill, don't spill. What do they do? They're focusing on the spill and the trip and they end up spilling or tripping it. Or the mm-hmm. same thing when you go to the grocery store and the kids say, hey, mom, don't forget to get this. Anything that says don't forget, you're going to, for, you're, it's going to like, it's almost like you're removing the word don't and it's telling you forget to bring me blank water. Mm-hmm don't forget the water forget to bring the water mm-hmm. so even just being mindful of your thoughts because your thoughts are powerful mm-hmm. very very powerful and they they do cast a spell on you if believe it or not i mean you can just watch television or go to a movie theater and and the little jingles that they have on television you'll remember that because it's just like it's it's in your mind and you can remember things probably from when you were little when watching mm-hmm. television you know
0: mhm Totally. Totally. One thing, too, that helped me um, with those thoughts and helping switch those thoughts when I was feeling down and depressed and most days of my life back in the day, um, setting up, setting out a goal that it's bigger Mm -hmm. than you, something that you want to accomplish that it's going to impact people along the way, whatever that goal may mean for you in your life. Mm and start working towards that goal little by little and documenting the successes. And that's something that I learned too by reading and then I uh, heard it again at a seminar, Uh, writing down your successes, top five successes every Mm -hmm. single day. And by success, I don't mean I won the lottery, I bought a new car, I paid off my house, but I woke up early today. Mm -hmm. I cooked dinner, I, I mowed the lawn, or i hugged my kid or i you know i i enjoyed my shower little successes throughout the day something that when ha- when it happened it made you feel that sense of okay i'm having an, a an, a good day or yeah. i'm feeling good about myself as little as it may be whether it's literally just simply doing your laundry if you haven't done your laundry in 2 weeks and <laughs> just by doing your laundry you feel better whatever makes you feel happy inside just write it down at the end of the day and just having a small journal or a piece of paper by the nightstand and every night before just going to bed writing down five successes that you had for the day or three or four or one if you want just writing some successes and little by little you're gonna see that you are successful because success doesn't mean having so much money and having so much power, success means that you are able and you're capable of doing what you said that you're gonna do, just following through. That makes you successful. So if you said, I'm going to do this and you actually do it and that that's a success, write it down and little by little, that also helps bring that, those positive emotions within you, those emotions mm-hmm. that, that you already have, but many times we kind of just deviate and forget that we have those emotions in us.
1: Yeah. And I like to call them um, it, it, I have a gratitude journal. I've been right. I've been I've had a gratitude journal for years and years now, probably more than 10 years now. I've been I had the practice of every night before I go to bed. And it's a similar concept. It's more what am I even if I had a bad day? Well, what am I grateful for before I go to bed? I'm grateful I have a bed to sleep in. I'm grateful I was able to, you know, I have clean water. I'm grateful that I have kids. I'm grateful that I have a great husband. So gratitude is really the antidote for depression. Um, Also going out and serving and helping people and helping somebody else. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that should make you feel like, wow, I don't have it that bad. You know, it's not a comparison, but it's just you feel better when you do help someone. Mm-hmm. So we all have. Um, we can do that. You can text somebody. You can call somebody. Uh, you can go to um, any of the nonprofit organizations and um, go in and help as well. So there's always there's always a way. <laughs> for mm-hmm. sure.
0: And occupying your time on things that make you lose sight of of. Your emotions, so that those those activities maybe that you enjoy so much that that you lose sight of time, that you don't even realize that you know that time is flying by when you're doing them. For me, one of those activities is reading, so I did quite a lot of reading, even more that I'm doing now. I did quite a lot of reading before, um, because when when I would sit with a book on a quiet room, I could spend hours just not. Thinking about my, those emotions, but also the key was, what am I reading, right? Am I reading things that are going to uplift me or am I reading things that are like the news, the newspapers or, you know, bad, bad thing. So also once again, where you focus your attention, reading, what do you want to learn? Do you want to get better at something? Focus your attention towards that. Mm-hmm. You know, as we focus our attention, something that's called the reticular activating system starts bringing mm-hmm. the, more of those things into your, into our lives, so focusing on wanting to get be happier and wanting to not be but feel happier then you're going to attract more of what makes you happy and having a journal also or not a journal but a list of things that make you happy what do you enjoy doing a warm cup of coffee or a walk by the beach or looking at the sunset or you know whatever makes you feel happy do more of that you know see how you can incorporate more of that into your life um, and, and every time you do it, remind yourself that it makes you feel happy because when we 're in a bad mood, nothing seems to <laughs> to do the trick sometimes Definitely.
1: So it's,
0: yeah, yeah, and
1: I think one of the things that 's probably underrated that um, that traditional medicine doesn 't do a lot of or or just any in any, any practitioners um just besides the traditional blood testing, as we were talking about the B, you know, the iron ferritin and vitamin D and thyroid and, and checking that, I think what's really important that's been a missing link is the GI testing. And that is so important, because as we mentioned earlier, you know, your second brain, your gut is known as that, that second brain, you know, there's the vagus nerve that connects you know, that has that connection with that brain gut, they both come from you know, the same tissue and embryo and uh, and then they go their separate ways, but they're still always connected. They're always, always connected. And so, you know, even the fact that just, if a lot of people, especially following the standard American diet, um, taking a lot of medication, being exposed to mold, Uh, a lot of the chemicals that are out there that we are in in, in contact with on a daily basis, especially if you live in a big city with the smog. Now we don't even know the impact of what EMFs have on on us as well. Um, All that um, also impacts your gut. Mm -hmm. And so when your gut lining and and your gut is impact, yes, you know, it's going to impact the way you feel. Mm and sometimes doctors will just think, oh, you're crazy. And it's like, no, something, you know, I know your thoughts are powerful, but sometimes there could be something something more. going on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You could mm-hmm. have candida, you could have H. pylori, you could have some sort of parasitic bacterial infection that literally is impacting, you know, that second brain there. So I think that's something that's overlooked. And that's why, I'm such a believer in what I love about functional medicine. It's about really looking for the root cause. As you were saying, if a person does come in, it's not, you know, why are you depressed? It's like, let's see what else is going on. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, There's a loss in the family. Yes. There's, I'm not working right now. Yes. There's a lot of things going on, but we can also look at what are some things that you are in control of? One are your thoughts. Two, what do you put in your mouth? You know, three, sleep. Four, movement. Those are all things that you have control and no one else has control over. So um, those are really um, important to, to look at and dissect. Unfortunately, I think it's just because of the way traditional medicine has been set up. You know, you can't you can't work with somebody in a five-minute office visit. It's almost impossible. So taking responsibility and as like you said, you know, reading books are amazing because you're reading a book of someone who has maybe gone through that experience or someone that has a solution and it's years of research with years working with patients um, and, and years of just studying and working with people and then you have like a a protocol, and it may not be a, pr- a perfect protocol, but at least there's a protocol that you can use as a base, and and they will see a difference. And it's like, wow, that's twenty or thirty years of knowledge in a book that you can maybe read in two or three hours. And mm-hmm. I think we often forget that because we're watching, we're on social media a lot, and podcasts and videos and so forth, which I think is great. But actually sitting down and reading a book from um, cover to cover. Is something that's just underrated nowadays.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree, I agree, totally. And another thing that I was thinking um, is, as we as we move towards, like I was talking before, as we move towards our purpose, um, I think some people fall in the in the well, what is my purpose? What am I destined to do? What am I supposed to move towards? right and that's something that a lot of people experience and you can experience it at different stages in your life and a lot of people actually become depressed because they don't know what the, what the next step should be or um you know the, the, they're just not happy but they don't know mm-hmm. what it is that they are sh- are supposed to do I guess in life mm-hmm. my i guess my only advice is ask questions. If you don't ask questions, you don't get answers. Our brains are designed to give you answers. that don't like questions. So if you ask constantly, if you ask a question, what, what, what am I supposed to do? What is my purpose in life? What makes me happy? What should I be doing? What makes me joyous? What do I want to do? What, what would I do? Even if I didn't get paid all these questions and many, many more questions, just ask them constantly. if you're depressed, what would make me happy? What would take for me to be happy? What can I do to to be happy? Ask those questions out loud or in your mind constantly until you get an answer and you will get an answer. Um, Sooner or later you would get an answer. So a lot of the times it's just asking those questions and we overestimate also the power of asking questions Mm -hmm. and our brains uh, function of figuring out questions or the answer because it freaks out when there's questions, yeah. your brains, so, uh, you, your brain lives in survival. So it needs to have an answer for every question that we pose out there. Yeah. And I think it's also
1: the way you ask it. So I, I, I kind of equate it to like Google. So I, I kind of share that with patients. I'm like, whatever you ask your mind, it's going to give you an answer. If you, if you, How you ask it. Yeah. So it's, 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 You can look at it from the perspective of why is you can google why is president trump the and i'm not going to get into politics but why is president trump the worst president ever you google it and it gives you an answer then you google something else and you say why is president trump the best president we've ever had you google that and you get two separate answers your brain's the same way and it's just like why is my life so awesome and your brain's going to search for activities to give you an answer to that question you just said. You just asked. If you ask, oh, why does my life suck so much? You're going to get answers for that questions, too. Mm-hmm. So what is the way you ask questions. And like you were saying, you know, if you want to find out your purpose, what really excites me? What really brings me joy? You know, you ask that. What And like you were saying, what could I do? That What if I just did this and I didn't get paid for it? What makes me happy? Mm-hmm. And I think just really that's some inner work that each person has to do and they get to do and they get to discover. And there's no wrong answer. You know, you just have to fight with, find what's right for you. And it may change in two years. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. You know, people are like, you know, they're saying, oh, these kids are always changing their mind. It's like, but that's okay. There's, there's more out there that maybe they want to experience and and don't, pigeonhole or if, and if somebody they don't have to do that for the next 40 years if they don't want to you know because that mm-hmm. can lead to depression right it's like people are doing they're just doing a job and it's mindless it's just like oh yeah really and make really good money doing that but there's no joy there's no fulfillment so that's not really successful mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you have to be fulfilled and if it's a person that you know, stocks groceries and they're excited and they're happy and they love going to work every day versus the person that's going on Wall Street and just dreading to go there that makes 10 times as much. Mm-hmm. I would say the person that's, do, that's stocking at the grocery store is more successful than the person at Wall Street because that person has has joy and, and excitement in mm-hmm. their life and and they're looking at it from a different perspective.
0: I agree. Totally. It's it's not about how much money you have, but how well, how imbalanced, how happy, how centered you live inside. Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, all right. Anything else that you want to share?
1: No, no. I think kind of, Um. you know, I think some tangible changes. I mean, I would like to hear what your tangible things that you tell your patients, but, you know, there's just kind of Well, you know, first things I always tell them that are so easy, I kind of call it the low hanging fruit, things that you can change pretty easy. One, get moving. You can exercise. That's number one. So that's pretty easy. And if it's jumping rope, getting on a rebounder, getting, getting outside walking, maybe you want to walk by yourself, maybe you want to walk with a friend, you know, listen to some music, something that's going to lift you up, you know, Mm -hmm. exercise, you know, diet. Always recommend the anti-inflammatory eating plan, getting some sunshine. Um, And getting some of those lab markers we talked about, get that tested because what if there is a B12 deficiency? What if you have an iron deficiency or vitamin D deficiency? And it's like, oh my gosh, start taking those and you feel alive again. Mm -hmm. What if it's something just as simple as that? Um, Meditation. I love just, I mean, I really, these last few weeks, just I enjoy meditation in the beginning. I would, you know, years ago, I would say, I don't have time, I don't have time. So the person that tells you I don't have time is a person that's gonna benefit the most. And that's from true experience. Um, One other thing that I would say that my trifecta that would, I believe, really, really helps a lot is um, digestive enzymes, hydrochloric acid and probiotics are very helpful and also even um, um, fish oils for the brain because we're looking at the brain and the gut and we want to optimize that. So um, I think those are, um, you know, some of the things that real tangible changes, it it, it doesn't cost a lot of money to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even for people that feel like, well, my doctor won't order my labs, you know, it's just like, we have a link where patients can just go and order the labs themselves. You know, so I always say, "Where there's a will, there's a way." Mm-hmm. You know, if you really want to get well and really want to be excited about life, you're gonna find a way. So, you know, and if and- you
0: go to and, and I'm in, in again in the medical field, um, and I tell the patients the same thing when they see me in clinic. If you're not satisfied with the advice that you received from your provider, not because they didn't do what, what you wanted to do, them to do, mm-hmm. but because you truly felt that it was rushed, that they didn't explain, or that the, the, your, the benefit for you was not in their intention, I guess, seek other help. I always tell my patients, you know, seek a second opinion you know, if, if you go to, with depression, if you go with depression symptoms to a provider and they're not running any labs, go somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. you know, absolutely. Run the labs, make sure that there is nothing else going on. I f- fully agree with that. Focus on if it's something situational, um, something that happened, the loss of a family member, the loss of a job. Don't focus on that negative, but focus, redirect your attention in the positive If it's something that's going on right now, for example, you're stuck in a job that you hate and it makes you feel so unhappy every Mm -hmm. single day, um, set a goal in mind. What do you want to do? Again, start asking questions if you don't know. Once you ask enough questions, you will get an answer. And once you Mm -hmm. have have an answer, start working towards that goal that is going to fulfill your life. If we're all living our lives doing what we really love to do and are passionate to do every single day, there is no room for depression or feeling down or anything like that. And if there is, seek medical care, but full, thorough medical care. Yeah,
1: for sure. I totally agree, 100%.
0: (laughs) All right. And I think with that, we're going to take off. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you for everybody who listened. Yes. And we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, see ya. Bye mm mm-hmm.